0: Listening to the Salty Witches podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Austin, and I am here with Mike. It is another Mike and Austin episode. How are you doing, Mike? Hello, Austin. <laughs> it's weird. You're babe to me. How are you doing, babe? How's am, your day? I'm I'm good, thank you. Yeah. How was your day? Uh, my day was good. I went and dropped a chunk of change on some garden stuff and was out back of the shop planting some plant babies and waking some things up which is actually going to be kind of what i will be talking about tonight um well, you, one of the things that we'll one of the things right i will spin off on all the other things as well um we have plenty of subjects to talk about uh i would love to hear from our listeners what they'd like us to talk about make sure you've listened to all of the podcast though Because we're getting to that area where people are asking us to do repeat episodes, and if you're asking us to do that, what I would encourage you to do is to, if you've listened to the episode that you want us to repeat... What is it that you need us to repeat? What do you want more clarification on? And maybe instead of asking us to redo an episode um, or expand upon an episode, maybe send us a question. And we can actually answer that and clarify that. It'd be really cool. If we could actually collect some questions and be able to do a little bit of like q and A Q&A episode. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I agree. So, anyway, so Austin, why would
1: you, why would you suggest or how would you explain to our reader, our readers? Jeez. Yes, I told you it's been a day. How would you suggest to our listeners um, some ways or or what would maybe be the importance or the significance of kind of uh, stirring the energy, waking things up, not only within ourselves, but also in working with spirits around us, particularly when we look at, like, you know, a seasonal shift like Mm -hmm. this, you know, like in our hemisphere of the world, it's we're now like, you know, now we're, we're fully into spring. Mm hmm you know um in
0: 2 weeks it will be summer and we'll have 100 degree temperatures Yes, cause exactly. because yeah,
1: that's yeah that's how it works here we go from winter to to boiling hot summer yes yep. uh but we are technically in spring mm-hmm. um and things are coming to life yeah things yeah, are waking up. up so um so what what would be what would be the importance
0: of that so the importance of of that and what i want to talk about is is how important it is that we have a connection to our genus loci, to those nature spirits around us. Now, I'm not saying you need to go out and go camping and spend weeks and upon weeks upon weeks in the woods living only on what you have and your hunting skills. I am not going to do that. I will not do that. I have plenty of covenant members, I love them all, who want to do camping trips, and I'm not going to be a part of that. You're, I will...
1: You're not a camper.
0: I am not a camper. I will stay home in my air-conditioned house with my sh- purebred Shih Tzu and my high-dollar Yorkie-poo playing video games and watching reruns of paranormal episodes before I go camp. Oh my god, um, you sound very... Bougie? Very bougie and shishi. Yes. yes. yes I don't um, know which I this. am not very bougie. I don't bougie. know who this Austin is. I'm not very bougie or shishi but I do have my limits. I don't want to go sleep on the ground. I don't want to go and get lost in the woods. Though, if I could go get lost in the woods but easily find my way back but not spend the night in the woods, I'd probably do it. Um, you <clears> like <throat> you like air conditioning and indoor plumbing? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the days. The days are always left <laughs> Um So... What I'm talking about when I'm talking about going out and waking up our spirits, it's not necessarily that you even need to be a gardener, but maybe you create a new ritual for yourself around getting up, setting aside some time, and maybe walking throughout your neighborhood, obviously if it's safe to do so, you know, if you have the capability to do that. Uh, going on a walk in a park and connecting those spirits, getting to know those spirits of the land that are around you, we did an episode on the genus loci and a lot of people ask me well how do i connect with them how do i connect with them and of course everyone always wants to connect with deities deities gods 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 how are you going to connect with those things if you can't even connect with the spirits that are literally right outside your door well and i think it's also worth mentioning that um you know in many
1: cultures in you know like you know way way back right that uh, the spirits that we identify as genus loci, there there would have been uh, very little distinction between those spirits and deities. Um, you know, you would have worked with them in the same way. You would have honored them in the same way. And I think, um, I think even if you look at some of our archaeological um, information that you know has come up in recent years, you're seeing um, evidence of the evolution of something like a genus loci and nature spirit and elemental spirit that over time kind of evolved into. God, like godhood, right, and and then was then at that point worshipped as a as a deity, you know, and so um, so yeah, so I think you're right. I think being able to connect with those spirits is uh, important. Understanding that process can be
0: important. Most definitely. Sorry, sorry for some of the weird excess noises that were happening. I'm starting to get a headache, so I had to get up and I had to get some get get a get an ibuprofen. Um, I'm sure they probably didn't hear any of that. No, they did. I saw the little blips pop up. So sorry about that, but uh, yeah. One thing that I would encourage everyone to do, because I hear a lot of particularly newer witches or individuals who've never had the opportunity to grow something, grow something. Everyone has the capability to grow something, even if that is a simple plant that is inside. You know, There are lots of plants that do really, really well inside. As a matter of fact, a rattlesnake plant is really awesome. They're really good to purify the air, and they're, they're, it's a very good relationship between humans and uh, rattlesnake plants. Now I will say that if you want to make the most of waking up some of these spirits and connecting with them, you're going to you're going to do it best by doing a deep dive into the research of them. So let's say you want to plant rosemary, right? You want to make sure that you find the planetary associations with rosemary, and then from there, plant it. Then plant it during that day. Uh, you know, is it? Going to be more solar? Is it going to be more lunar? And planted those that way, and that's going to help lend a little bit more power to to that energy. It will help increase that connection and that flow thereof. Well,
1: see, and I thought really the significance of talking about this. I thought that you know, because right now you're basically you're talking about gardening, you know, which is something that a lot of people do even outside of a spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. You know, I I'm I kind of thought you were we're going to go more into the concept of like as you know, as the earth starts to wake up again after a, a long and dark winter, we also, many of us find ourselves waking up. Oh yeah. In certain ways like we feel, you know, I think kind of like a, a rekindling of energy within ourselves, you know, we feel ourselves, I think
0: um, it's like we kind of, we quicken with the season, mm-hmm. right? Oh and, yeah. Well, um, I'm, 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 I was going to talk about that too. Uh, I, I, that is so important for us to be aware of, which is in tune with the seasons, our energy shift, uh, You'll know when you're keyed in, because during the winter, a lot of people's craft, it's not necessarily that it goes dormant, but it becomes very very low energy, very low maintenance. You know, it's cold outside, you don't really want to get out and do anything, so you start doing things around the hearth, you start focusing around that, and that is awesome. As it starts to warm up, obviously within reason, for those of you who listen in and are in Arizona, probably not a good idea to do this in the height of the summer (laughs) um it's important to allow your listen to your body and listen to your energy in that flow and go with it you know as summer hits a lot of people like you said tend to get that peak of energy they tend to get stirred up and what better way to do that than to just go and walk walk around outside what better way to connect with those land spirits than walk around your neighborhood? Because those are the spirits that are most likely going to be what you have caught the attention of as you're practicing.
1: Okay. So, so what are some ways, you know, in, in try to explain this a little bit better, what are some ways that you would, uh, again, maybe suggest, for people to focus on that heightening or that uh, reawakening of energy on a on a strictly magical or energetic level on a spiritual level, you know, you talked a lot about getting out into the na- into the woods, you know, connecting with nature, doing these things. What about um, say, what could someone do at home if they were, for whatever reason, incapable? Of going out and and you know and walking on a hike in nature or doing these things, say you know oh, they're living in, in the middle I... of a big metropolis in an apartment and they're like I don't have access to, you know, um, you know, or you know, say maybe, in a situation maybe where someone was maybe physically unable mm-hmm. to go out and do those things. So, what do you say to those people? What what how do how do they do
0: that? Find a spot in your home where sunlight <clears throat> comes in. Okay. Uh-uh. uh <laughs> Okay, so before we were so rudely interrupted by bitch pudding, Mike is losing his <laughs> losing his mind right now. Oh God, I'm so sorry. Um, um, so for those those of you who are unable to do that, try and find a place where natural light <laughs> happens. Let some natural light in. Let some natural light in after Mike just had another laughing fit. It's okay. <laughs> we love it. We love hearing Mike laugh. It means something's going on that's good. Uh find some natural light. That's what you're going to want to do. On top of that, if you can open up a window and get some fresh air in. Okay. That's going to be a really great way to connect to some of those energies. So, th- those are some of the things that you can do to actually get um, get some of that energy flowing. Ultimately what I when I mean when I cuz cuz I brought this topic up to my saying about waking up our craft and I guess really... And I did a
1: double take because I was like, what are you talking about?
0: Yes, and I, I, I get what where the confusion would be. What you need to do is you need to do some stuff to help reinvigorate the energy in your space. A lot of people have probably already done this by means of spring cleaning. If you celebrate Ostara, then you probably already did that. Um but the biggest thing is to shake up some space, you know, if you have an altar that normally faces a particular direction or is set up in a particular way shake it up move it around see if you can get some plants from outside bring them in try your skills at growing plants indoors that would benefit you because science even proves that having living plants in the home helps it helps it's it's, it's it's healthy for for us to
1: have our plant friends around yes particularly mental health mental and emotional health Love, that's why I love succulents. I think I love succulents, and I oh god,
0: succulents are so hard. Oh, you, you, just, have to, you have
1: to learn a little bit about how to keep them alive. But yeah, but they can they can be a bit of a challenge. I I
0: well I I, I already have some t- challenging plants in our in our coven garden. I got True. some dittany of Crete, um, which does not grow naturally here. But yeah, I'm curious to see how that does. Apparently, it's full sun. <laughs> it likes well-drained soil and. Well, I mean, it is, it is a Mediterranean plant, so yep. it actually should probably do pretty well with our summers here. Yeah. Yeah. So I just got to make sure that I yeah. probably missed it instead of fully soak it, and I think it should be good. So that's what I'm talking about when I say wake up your craft. Do something different. Learn something. Do something to wake up not just yourself and your energy, but your spirits. And that could be anything from rearranging the apartment, rearranging the home, Buying some plants that would be really easy to take care of. My favorite are philodendrons. Philodendrons are so easy to take care of. Mm-hmm. They are poisonous to animals if they ingest them. However, that's pretty much half of the plant life out there. So, most of the time, animals are really good for leaving them alone. And maybe even do a rock garden. If you are not well, that's so... A good idea. If yeah. you're not so inclined to plants just because you don't want to kill them, do a rock garden. And... See what you can do there. Get some nice light sand or soil. Put some rocks in it. Mike is still cracking up around the uh uh. (coughs) I'm so sorry. I must be really tired for this to still be. I don't think it's really tired. I think it was just really funny. And Mike went from his normal, we're serious and we are doing a podcast, to I caught you. I caught you not paying attention.
1: I explained what happened. <laughs> Thank you. That was a
0: technical issue. <laughs> uh huh. technical issue. <laughs> uh, so that's what I mean when I say wake up your craft. Do something different. <coughs> do something new. And bring some new life and energy into your space, your home, and yourself. Okay. Cool. So that's what I meant. Because right. I'll say this. When I was outside in, 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 our, in our backyard... I'm not normally a let me get my hands dirty kind of person unless it comes to, you know, incense and stuff. Um, but like, I was trying to use uh, guarding, garden tools and I was like, no. And I just started digging with my hands. It was great. It was awesome.
1: Okay. There's something nice about being able to uh, to connect with the earth like that physically.
0: And I talked to the plants mm-hmm. and my wormwood is going crazy.
1: Which big. It's grown, yes, the warm one has grown quite, yeah, quite a bit, yeah. I was going to get some more when I was at the nursery today. Well, I mean, look, Artemisia's do really well in this area, yeah. though. Artemisia is... I need is, to get some, just, I want to uh, get some mugwort seeds. Yeah, that would be cool. the mugwort also grows wild around here. Mm-hmm. I wonder where we could go and actually... Find
0: some mugwort. Actually, think some heart. Sure. Oh well. Anyway. Anyway. Right. So yeah. So that's what I say when I say what, what blah, 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 blah. That's what I'm talking about when I'm saying wake up your craft. Do something new. Um, I think this episode has just totally gone off the rails. And that's that's okay. okay. Here we are. Um, <clears throat> I'm actually looking at a book right now uh, on our shelf because we're doing this in our office. Um, and it's Earth, Air, Fire, and Water by Cunningham and it's actually an entire book of elemental spells Mm -hmm. it's actually really, really good it's one of the first books by Cunningham that I read that wasn't, you know Living Wicca or Wicca for the Solitary Practitioner I think is the other one yeah, I think
1: that's another one Yeah.
0: Um, and it's really good they're really simple spells about utilizing the powers of the elements for magic there's everything from fire to everything else in there so check it out if you want yeah well, on that one, it's been around for
1: ever, a long, long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So, all right. So, how about you? What do you want to talk about? I think one of the things I'd like to talk about. How about the spontaneity I'm, in craft? Uh, spontaneity. Yes, spontaneity. Just like bitch pudding, spontaneously, spontaneously
1: popped well, up. Well, I'd say you—you you probably need to to clarify that because um, a lot of people listening might not know that
0: who that is. Bitch Pudding yes. is, is, it, a, is drag a drag queen, queen. Yes. from Dragula. Not RuPaul. We are not RuPaul queens yes. in this house. And we are Dragula.
1: Queens. She ran one season. Two was
0: it? Was it season two? It was anyway. season two. Season three was Landon Cider, and then season four was uh, Dolly.
1: Okay, yeah, that's right. Okay, all right.
0: You know what? What I think I would like to talk about,
1: and this has been a little bit of an issue. That's um, this is not a new or recent thing. Um, but it's something that I've had some interactions with in recent days that I've just, it's just got me thinking about this. And I guess what I want to talk about is the issue that a lot of us, uh, find theists, people who work with, you know, gods, I guess not gods, because this could be other spirits too, really any, any other, you know, intelligent, you know, spiritual life. Right. But this, uh, behavior that would seem to convey a lack of trust in these spirits and gods, right? And I guess what I'm talking about is that we say we believe in the power and the influence of these other kinds of beings, spirits, gods, you know, whatever they may be, right? Um And we, you know, in the process of doing that, we, you know, we kind of are meant to establish relationships in the sense that we, you know, we need to believe that these are spirits that are working with us, right? They're working mm. to protect us. They're working to ensure that we continue to be prosperous in our lives right and we're doing things for them too right because again that's a relationship right you you it's not just take 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 right it's like i'm giving this to you as well right so but then we behave in ways because we become impatient or selfish or fearful usually it's fear right we become insecure for whatever cause around um What's going on in our lives, and we behave in ways then that contradict the faith that we are claiming to have in these spirits, right? Like, I guess a big one for me with this is the issue of protection, mm-hmm. right? People are constantly, you know, oh, I you know, I need to do a spell for protection. Oh, I need to do a spell for protection. Oh, I need to clear my house because there's a negative energy in my house. And it's like, okay aren't you working with these spirits? Like, weren't you just telling me a couple weeks ago that you've established a connection to this deity? Weren't you just, you know, I mean, aren't you working with these energies in the capacity that that you would understand that they would be working with you Mm -hmm. to make sure that you were safe, that you didn't have anything unwanted in your home. Right. Like, and so I guess there's just this part of me that's like, where's the line there, you know, between, okay, I, I'm giving all this energy and time and focus to this spirit with the understanding that this will be the influence that will benefit my life. Right. And then, uh, but I'm going to behave in a way that would, again, contradict that belief, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and I guess for me, not only does that, does that raise questions around, okay, where, where is your belief in your faith really, you know. Um, and I guess to clarify, I, you know, when, when taking that a bit further, I should clarify, it is not that I personally believe that our gods and our spirits are just hanging around, waiting to do everything for us because we know they're not. Mm-hmm. Right, um, But depending on the nature of the connection, depending on what we've asked for, depending on what we're willing to give in exchange for what we want, these are spirits who will step up. They will protect you. They will mm-hmm. do these things for you. They will help you mm-hmm. in some way,
0: right? Well, well um, I, I see it a lot with, pe- with people and individuals who work with 5, six, seven, 10, 19, 20 different spirits and are just like, oh, oh, I'm so protected by these spirits, yet they're the first person to reach for reach for a candle and do a protection spell and a cleansing yeah. and it's like okay yeah. so are you sure you're not attacking yourself? Because nine times out of ten that's what's happening is they've projected something outwards and they've internalized it. Yeah.
1: Well and again I guess you know in, in getting back to what I was saying that that you know what you just shared there that, that kind of again confirms or validates the you know the point I'm trying to make here you know I, I don't think that our gods in particular, our gods. I don't think that our gods work with us in the way that we are. I think programmed to think that they do, mm-hmm. based on Abrahamic faith, right? When we look at it, well, any Abrahamic faith, right? There's this idea like if I pray and I'm a good person and I pay my tithe to whatever church, that the god that hovers over this church and is supposed to be responsible for everything in my life will somehow smile on me and i'll have good in my life right and churches actually teach that they do Mm -hmm. they 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 teach that message like if you're a good person and you just do this and you do whatever the pastor tells you to you know your life will be good you know and of course we understand that that's not actually at all how that happens Mm -hmm. right um you know life is life right um but But I think that that line of thinking for so many years and for so many people has kind of uh, programmed a lot of us to think like okay well you know this this is this is how this has to work right um you know or this is how the gods are supposed to do their thing right and um you know so so I don't I don't know yeah like I said it's just it's something that's been on my mind a bit in recent days and um you know I guess if you have faith in your spirits and your gods and trust that they're doing what they can to help you Again, why why behave in ways that indicate otherwise? Mm-hmm. You know, if you believe that gods and spirits don't support you, you know. Alternatively, if you believe, or if you're one of these people, not necessarily an atheist, but maybe someone who is, tends to be a bit more agnostic, who's like, I don't really know. I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, you know, I. I, I believe that there's something out there, but I also believe, and, and honestly, understandably, yes, that, that these are spirits that have their own shit going on. They're not just hanging around waiting for me and, and, and trying to help me solve my
0: problems, right? Because mm-hmm. they're not. That's
1: not how it works. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, there, there, <coughs> there also raises a question like, of, if, if these spirits are there, and you've called these spirits up, and you've worked with them to protect you, or whatever, th- then if they're not stepping in to protect you from the thing that you're feeling attacked by, then it's probably not that big a deal. Well, well, I mean, not just that, but, I, you know, say,
1: I mean, conversely, if, you know, you call a spirit and, you know, well, I, I think it's, it's good to mention that in working with spirits and gods in this capacity, you know, you really do need to put the effort into establishing that connection or that relationship yeah. with them, you know, to find yourself in a moment of trouble and then to reach out just, you know, at random to some spirit that you've read something online, you know, like, oh, this spirit will protect you from blah, blah, blah. And you're like, thanks Pinterest. Thanks for empowering my witchcraft. You know, um, then you're, you're probably going to find that that spirit isn't really going to be available mm-hmm. to help you because it doesn't work like that. Like these mm-hmm. are not just like, you don't just get to the hold your hand The gods
0: are out. not vending machines. <laughs> exactly. The gods the are
1: vending machines. machines. Anyway, I'm a bit scattered. I need to pull myself back in. get <coughs> so, so. so again, the point I was trying to make with this is that, If you have faith in your gods and spirits and you work with those things, then trust that they will do what they are meant to do in the capacity or the trust, uh, you know, that they hold or or trust that they will do the things that you have asked them to in exchange for what you are doing for them. Mm -hmm. You know, if you don't believe in those spirits and that's okay, that's, there's nothing wrong with not, not being, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, you know, but if you don't believe in that, then all I can say is start accepting some more responsibility for the shit that goes wrong in your life because most of the time that's on you if there's stuff going wrong in your life that like really like for the most part at least is bad i, I assure you you bear some degree of responsibility for that situation
0: yeah if you're constantly surrounding yourself there's something that thorn mooney wrote in <clears throat> her book the witch's path um, i talk about thorn mooney a lot um, i think it's because yeah, Thorne, yeah, yeah, i that, think actually. it's because thorn mooney's uh, the witch's path is like the most recent <clears throat> book i've read like, okay. all the way through, and so I think it's just kind of like there at the forefront of my mind. It's okay. Just easily, the easiest accessible. E- the easiest. Whatever, y'all get it's it. there. <clears throat> um, where she talks about you need to surround yourself with the people and the energy that you are trying to pull in. So if you continuously surround yourself with shady, shady people, shady, shady things are going to continue to happen. That's a very
1: life work perspective on that.
0: I, I I wouldn't say it's light worker, but it's most definitely like it's not like only surround yourself with positive people. But like if I want if I want to be if I want to be around powerful energy and I don't want to uh, align myself with the Pinterest witches and the Tumblr witches, then I'm going to surround myself with individuals who are well learned and well studied. If I continuously surround myself with Pinterest witches and aesthetic which is who are only in it because it's cool and edgy, mm-hmm. then the energy around you kind of takes on that superficial lean. Okay. And, because that, that's, that's something that happens a lot. If you hang out with someone who practices a lot of baneful work, and you it, it starts to spill over out into the rest of their life.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And then eventually you will end up picking up some of that. Yes. All right. Well,
1: what else should we talk about? Oh, there's so many things we talked about. Like I, I mentioned, this this episode, I don't even know what this is, is anymore. Like I, I I lost my shit over the the, the that odd soundbite intrusion, and um, I just have not been able to get it back together. Like I said, I think I must be just be very tired. It's it's time for me to be done today. Let, let's talk um, about
0: let's talk about the issues around racism. Uh, Classism, anti Semitism. You want to start talking about the fun stuff. Yes, let's talk about that stuff Um, because there has been a lot coming out recently. Um,
1: Well, I think what probably, if you know, and I'm just, feel free to correct me, but I believe the reason that you want to talk to this or about this now is that within just the last couple of days, um, a fairly, I don't even want to say fairly well known because to be honest, I don't even know what their credential, what their history, what their experience is, I mean, they seem to be a fairly knowledgeable person. Um, but, you know, outside of social media, I don't necessarily know what their following is. So I, I can't really say that they're a leading voice within the pagan community. And because of that, I'm honestly, I'm not even going to bother to drop a name because, you know, a few more days time, this person will probably be completely erased from the community because that's what cancel culture does, right? Mm-hmm. We and When somebody. Makes a mistake, or we find out that somebody is uh, a garbage human being, and this person definitely is a garbage human being. Um, we, we just kind of shut them up in a little box and stuff them away somewhere, don't we? That seems to be how it works now. Mm-hmm. You know, and in this particular situation, I'm totally okay with that. You mm-hmm. know, this is somebody who has, you know, it's become clear that this person is not only a racist with affiliations to white supremacists and neo Nazis. This is someone who is certainly classist. Um, this is someone who was a turf, and and a self admitted turf. Um, anyway, but but all this has kind of come to light in the last couple of days. This person that I think a lot of people really looked up to because they did seem to be very knowledgeable, and they are. They are very mm-hmm. knowledgeable, which is often the the, the problem. Right, mm-hmm. is that these people we want to demonize these people, the racists, the, the uh, you know the, the Nazis, the white supremacists the, the you know the bigots in whatever senses you know we, we want to we want to demonize these people we want them to be you know stupid we want them to be you know just less than right because it's easier for us but the reality is, is that these are people that are usually very intelligent know that's the only reason that things like white supremacy and all these other isms have existed for so long is because the people behind those movements the people behind that hate they're intelligent which is why their influence in the pagan community in particular since that is our community why it's so insidious Mm -hmm. because they're they're smart and not only are they smart in the information they share on on witchcraft and practice but they're smart in the way that they hide Mm-hmm. their bigotry.
0: Well, they're smart in the way they hide their bigotry, but then they're also, they they do their due diligence to make sure that they amass a following that will protect them if anything were mm. to go wrong. Yep. They're cult leaders. That's, that's um, true. Yep. It, I did want to talk about this due to, due to what you were talking about, but also because I've noticed that there are... If, if listeners don't know now, we own a shop. And... Um, <clears throat> In opening the shop, we made it our goal to be a safe space for people. Mm-hmm. Now, some people who've interacted with me who've not had good interactions or the most positive interactions um, would say that I I create an unsafe space because I'm critical. And all I can say is I'm not necessarily critical as much as you came in with bullshit. I called you out on your bullshit, proceeded to present you with information that was Good information that was not bullshit, and you didn't like that because that forced you to actually take a look at your practice and go, "Oh wow, it's superficial. Does that mean I'm superficial? Yeah. Uh, he's he's being mean. No, I'm not. I'm you're, being... a, you're a gatekeeper, and, and yes, I am. Uh, I worry about which, wear isn't, that which isn't even
1: the right use of that term. Yeah, we 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 tell people a lot, you know, that our our shop is a safe space for people until you confirm to us that you are an asshole. Mm-hmm. Once we discover that that is who you are, you're blindly ignorant. our shop is no longer a safe space for yeah. you. Yeah. But anyway, let's let, let's this this is this is a bigger and issue so, than the shop. So. so,
0: so but there are other shops who put that label of we are a safe space, we are trans inclusive, LGBTQ inclusive, Black Lives Matter inclusive. Yet these are also the same people who will say things like I just can't handle those types of people. I just can't do it. It's just a lot. I just don't see why we can't all just and it's it's ignorance. These are also the same people who will continue to exploit other cultures, such as the, Romo- the Romani culture, the uh, indigenous people's culture, mm-hmm. as well as even Mediterranean witchcraft culture, to further their sales.
1: Yeah. You you mentioned an interesting tidbit there, and this is something that um, this this is something that I've been thinking about lately in this particular issue. Um, you know, when we look at this as it impacts not just the witchcraft and pagan community, the occult community, but but just just humanity, just in general. You know, <clears throat> I think 40, 50 years ago, where your best bet to get information or exposure to anything other than the tiny bubble of your life would have been whatever you saw on, say, television, Mm -hmm. or maybe what you might decide to take a risk on and pick up in a book at the library, right? However it is you got your information, right? Um, That, you know, like like a few decades past, you know, you could say, oh, well, this is a case of ignorance. Mm -hmm. That this person behaves this way because they just don't know. There's been no exposure. Blah, 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 blah. But we don't live in that world anymore. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking, like, I have a really hard time with justifying intolerance and bigotry now on ignorance. Because at this point, with everything online... The, the different, many different ways that we now access communication and exchange and share communication, the diversity that we see within most of our communities now, right, um, I don't, that, ig- that ignorance can't really exist anymore. At this point, people are choosing mm-hmm. to turn a blind eye to the information and the education. They are choosing their insecurity and their fear and their hate. Um, And so, I don't know, I struggle with that. I'm like, like, this is no longer an issue of ignorance because there's everything in the world around you Mm -hmm. to give you this experience and to help you be better. Mm -hmm. And you're still saying no.
0: Well, what it is, is it's willful ignorance. It is, well, this is what I've always done, and while you've brought that up to me, I'm not doing it with any ill intention, therefore I'm not part of the problem. And it's like, no, you are a part of the problem because you continue to... You continue to misappropriate. You continue to utilize that bundle of white sage because, well, oh God, that's gonna, just what I've always done. Get on your white sage kick again. Um, that's just what I've always done, you know. And then there are the people where you bring up like, yeah, you should probably just bury that, give it back to the earth. And they're, no, I got it. I'm going to use it until I don't have it anymore, and then and then I'll move on. And it's like, or you could just bury it and move on and be well, respectful. I'm, I'm, I'm going
1: to honestly say, I mean, by the time the person has the white sage in their hand, <clears throat> excuse me, by the time the person has the white sage in their hand, you know, um, it's it's already been harvested. Ethically or otherwise, it's already been harvested. It's already been uh, on commo- you know, it's already become a commodity in essence, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's been... Exchanged, it's exchanged hands a few times I'm sure at that point it's been assigned monetary value because that's the way our world works right everything Mm -hmm. has monetary value now Um, you know and so at that point I I would probably to that person and this is just me you know uh, but at that person point I would probably say well I've given you the information now you now know what to do to be better you've confirmed that you will be better and not do this again but since you already have it go home and burn your bundle of white sage You know, God, live a little, right? Enjoy this. The last time you get to smudge your house, which is bullshit because no one's smudging their house. No one is, you're not smudging your house by burning herbs. That's not what that fucking is. And if somebody has told you that's what that is, that person has lied to you. They have sold you false spiritual practice.
0: Well, it's probably because that person was told <clears throat> by someone who was also stupid and also uneducated that that's what that was. Yeah, well, I see, and I guess or they that's, read it that's, somewhere in a book. That's a good point to counter what I was just
1: saying a moment ago about people, you know, and not really being able to excuse ignorance anymore, because we do have people out there, we do have voices out there that are, for their own reasons, either they're making money off of this, or maybe they're just truly evil, mm-hmm. ugly people. Um, you know, and they, and they enjoy perpetuating the lie. They enjoy perpetuating the, informa- the misinformation, right If you've got someone out there that's like, well, if I could get rich selling this bullshit spiritual story to all of these people and get them to buy in, if I can convince rich white Americans to, to spend eight, thousand dollars on a trip to Peru, and I'm going to have them go and sit with an indigenous looking person who's going to mumble something in a language they don't understand and then pat them on the head a few times and say, Now you're a shaman. If I can make $8,000 from that guppy doing this because I'm an evil, twisted person, yeah, I'm going to do this because that's really all I care about at the end of the day. I just threw up in my mouth and, a little bit. you know, and, you know, and there are people out there doing that. Though that's a that's a very real situation. Yes, it is. I'm not exaggerating <laughs> when I say that. And there are
0: several in the community it's, here who do it. It's the same it.
1: people here in our our local community who are facilitating white people who are facilitating ayahuasca ceremonies mm-hmm. and peyote ceremonies and. Caca. Oh, and cacao ceremonies, yes, that too. Um
0: anyway. All while doing a Seraphim Seraphim blueprint infused sound bath yoga treatment. Yes. Or or blue-eyed blonde white
1: people who have no official association or tied to indigenous communities who are teaching workshops on how to make drums. Indigenous, like Native American drums. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it really is. It's it's pretty disgusting. Okay. And and these people, you know, the thing is I'm sure somewhere down the line there's a special place in hell for these people. I, I have to believe that. Otherwise I, I wouldn't be able to make it through my day. But anyway, my point is is that there are people out there that are doing this, that are pushing this, and because they're so good, they're so charismatic and they're so good at selling who they are and their knowledge and their expertise and there are people out there who are genuinely trying to learn. They are genuinely trying to learn and to be better. They don't want to be ignorant. They don't they don't want to mm-hmm. you know and they just happen to be in the, the wrong place at the right time mm-hmm. and they fall under the sway of what amounts to basically a spiritual predator.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And then and then they walk into our shop And and then they have a bad experience with us. They either have a bad experience with us or we point out all the loopholes in this other person's bullshit story and then they feel betrayed and lied to. If they're smart. If they're smart. most of the time they don't. Most of the time they look
1: at this and they go, well, who the hell are you? Blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, blah. This this 18-year-old... Uh, you know, blue-eyed blonde chick, who who claims to be the reincarnation of the Messiah, blah, 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 and is also a South American shaman, told me that this is what this is, and I want to believe that because the lie is a lot prettier than what you're trying to tell mm-hmm. me. You know, and they walk out of here and they're pissed off at us, and they go and they give us a shitty review on Google because, you know, they had a bad experience in our in our store. They didn't like our class or they didn't like the reading that they were given, you know. Because no one wants to go see a psychic that's going to tell you, you know what, you're probably crazy and you should probably go see a therapist. Spending your money on psychics is not helping you. You need a doctor. Yeah. And no one wants to hear that. So anyway, <clears throat> so that's that's one of the things. And I guess, you know, getting back to, you know, the beginning of this this particular topic or, or, or conversation was, this, this to me, this latest situation with this person, who again, for those of you listening, I'm really, I'm not trying to be, I'm not being obtuse. I'm not I'm not you know trying to be a jerk by not spilling the full cup of tea on who this individual is. If any of you are involved with any of the witchcraft community online, you probably already know who we're talking about. Um, you know so this has nothing to do with that. My, my my point in not really sharing that information is that doing that focuses so much of this on that one individual. and this is not a, this one individual problem this is a community-wide issue. Yes. And we have to be diligent about making sure that when something like this comes up around someone who is claiming to be a voice for everyone within the community, we need to out those people. And by, by outing those people, I mean not only do we need to reveal what's really going on, but we need to get them out of our fucking community. You know, if this person were someone that had come to notoriety or someone that had you know made a name for themselves in the pagan community in that particular slice of the pagan community that is open to these extremists white supremacist bigoted isms right if they had made a name for themselves saying like i'm a thelamite and i follow the, the the teachings of Aleister crowley who was also a racist piece of shit um, among other things um, blah, blah 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 blah, and and they were peddling this message to just the Aryan nation, just the white supremacists within the pagan community. Then, okay, great, I guess you found your audience, right? But they weren't. They were pretending to be something else, and a whole lot of other people that are voices within the pagan community felt like they had the rug pulled out right from under them when all this came to light. You know. It's, it's just, it's a tricky thing. It's, it's very unfortunate, and I just, I think that all of us, we, we owe ourselves, and for the sake of what we might want to identify as a community, because I'll be the first to admit, and I've said this before, I don't really think we have a community. You know, I use the phrase pagan community, I use the phrase witchcraft community, I use that quite a bit, because there's a part of me that does work to try to create something like that for myself, and for the people that I care about. But, i don't see enough cohesion within the pagan slash witch community i don't see enough of us being able to get over our egos swallow our pride and extend those handshakes as we need to to be able to really establish community it's it just it doesn't happen and as soon as you find a group of people that has been able to create something like that you have to protect it so like, you have to be so strong in the way that you enforce and protect that community because the tiniest, tiniest little thing, the wrong, one wrong voice, one, one fragile ego, one new person that comes in w- yeah. who has already made it their mission to create trouble in that group will destroy that. They will tip that scale in totally the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And we see that happen again and again, right? How many covens have we known over the years that have completely imploded? because one person, one wrong person got into that group and they fucked that up for everybody in that group. It's the same thing with other factions of the community. We were talking a couple episodes back. I I went on a little bit of a rant about the Norse pagan community and the issue of racism within that that Mm -hmm. particular aspect of the pagan community. You know, and and again, I want to be very clear. The Norse pagan community obviously, obviously, is not the only facet of the pagan community that has a problem with racism and bigotry and intolerance. Mm -hmm. This foal that we're talking about right now had nothing to do with Norse paganism. They're a fucking Thelemite. You know, and I'm going to probably pick a fight by saying this, but if you're a Thelemite and you're listening to this podcast, I just want to let you know that I think your tradition and your practice is bullshit. I think that the teachings of Aleister Crowley were bullshit. And I'm going to really encourage you to look somewhere else for true spiritual meaning because the Thelemites, the OTO, whatever it is that you find yourself involved in that would have originated from the Golden Dawn, then down into Aleister Crowley and his bullshit cult, you've wasted your life on that knowledge you have wasted your life on that practice anyway um this is a huge issue though within every facet of the community you know and i mentioned a couple weeks ago i was really kind of digging into the norse pagan community on this but this isn't just a norse pagan issue Right, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I don't know, I just, I, I, as well, you can even see, happens in Hellenic
0: polytheism. Oh, God,
1: absolutely. Oh, God, yeah, I cannot count the number of times I've get, gotten involved with a conversation with some fucking Hellenist who's made some comment about, oh, well, you know, our gods were better than the African gods. And, and I'm like, really? Well, why would you say that? Because your gods were, were basically the African gods. Mm-hmm. You know, and, that, and it does, it comes down to issues of race. And I'm like, you're disgusting, you're garbage. And I assure you, none of the gods you claim to work with are even connected to you they couldn't be the gods think you're disgusting
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and <clears throat> so anyway um I don't know. But like I said we need to we need to be so much more mindful about this. We need to be on guard for these situations and when they happen, you know, we need to, you know, we take that fall, right? We're like, "Oh shit, this is somebody I thought I could trust. I guess not." You know, and we need to pick ourselves up. We need to dust ourselves off and we need to do everything we can to silence those voices within the community because these are people who harm everybody, not just the groups and the people that they hate. They hurt everybody, everybody. because they continue to sell their lies. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say on that. So, feel free to feel free to add anything as you as you might. There.
0: I agree 100% wholeheartedly with you. I You Sorry, I'm trying to phrase my words. Uh I have issues with these things uh for obvious reasons. One, it's just it's the 21st century and anyone who gets behind Bigotry, racism, homophobia, transphobia, anything like that. Anyone who supports the isolation and mistreatment of others simply because of uh, things like gender identity, sexual preference, uh, sexual identity... Uh, the melanin and pigmentation in their skin all the way down to the color of their hair. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's the 21st century. And if we look back in various magical practices, the various magical practices that we look back in, the reason magic is practiced is because it's for the poor. It's for the impoverished. It's for the marginalized. It's for those people who need an extra bit of power behind them simply because they may or may not have been born into power or they were not born with a silver spoon in their mouth. And so when we say witchcraft is for poor people, it's true. It is for the impoverished. Now, that doesn't mean that you just sit there and remain poor and never cast a a prosperity spell or want to better your your prosperity for any reason whatsoever um and continue to just live like that no by all means do those things practice those things do those spells but it also needs to be said that that's the root of witchcraft and magical practices just in general is it's to empower those who are disempowered yes Well, all right, boy. And if you continue to disempower those who already are struggling, you're an issue. Yeah, yeah. Unless those people who are struggling are racist, bigoted assholes, then you're doing you you're, you're doing the Lord's work. Well, I, I, I don't know, I, and I guess like even then,
1: see so like this is where I guess maybe I'm I'm <clears throat> where I'm a I would tend to be a foolish person. And it's not that i i I don't put this into practice because i don't as soon as i find out somebody is an ist of whatever kind you know i'm usually like done with you you're dead you're dead to me um you know but there is this part of me i think that would that would genuinely like for that to change in those people you know like i would love Nothing more for, you know, the, the person who, you know, was the member of the KKK, you know, the white hood wearing redneck, whatever, who went and did horrible things to people of color. You know, I, I would love for nothing more than to hear that that person had an experience of some kind that woke them up. Right. where they were like they saw like, oh, my God, all this shit that I believed for all these years was wrong. And, and these things that I was doing that were so harmful to these other people, these were evil things. Mm-hmm. I was truly a bad person for doing this. You know, but I have a chance now to to be better, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm going to work through this crap. I'm going to let go of all of this and I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be, be a better person. You know, I'm not going to hate. I'm not going to fear. And I would love that. I, I love to see those kinds of things. And that does happen. That does happen. There are stories out there of people. I think we see it a bit more because we are not um, you. Neither of us is, It would be a person of color. An indigenous or a person of color, Mm -hmm. right? But as people who are are members of the LGBTQ plus community, right? Mm -hmm. We've had those experiences where we've had to deal with someone who's been, you know, like like, you know, virulently homophobic or transphobic, Mm -hmm. you know, and they have an experience of some sort. Usually, they're they're exposed. They they have exposure to, you know, a gay person, uh, a trans person, who you know, whatever that somebody in that within that community that they they know they get to know this person they love this person right it's like the religious parent that's like you know like oh gay you know all gays are going to burn in hell you know and then their daughter comes out of the closet you know and they have to accept that their daughter's a lesbian and because they know who she really is and they know the kind of person she really is they have to then challenge all of that belief right they have to then challenge the like everything that i've been told about what gay people you know are it has to be wrong because I know you, and that's not who you are. And so, and if they're smart, if they're smart, they begin to do that. They begin to to pick that apart. Mm-hmm. And they, a lot of those people, they become amazing allies, mm-hmm. right? And so th- those things do happen, you know. And I guess there's just a part of me that would like to see, like I would love to see that that was happening more consistently. But I swear, I swear, in the last few years, it seems like we're going the other direction. Yeah, it seems like people are becoming there. There are more ists now than there were before. And I know that's probably not true. I think that they're just more brazen about it now than they were before. But
0: um, uh, you have such a good outlook. And I don't. If I could just take all of the racist, transphobic, transphobic, homophobic, bigoted people and put them on an island and then nuke that island into oblivion, I would. What about just
1: misogynists? Just the misogyny in our country. I was having this conversation the other day with someone through social media. Why, 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 why I get involved in conversations with people over social media? I do not fucking know. But there was... um Someone on there, I guess Lizzo, and I didn't see the performance, uh, but I guess Lizzo performed recently with Harry Styles. Yes, at Coachella, apparently. Um, and you know, and I you know I like Lizzo. I can't really say that I'm you know like I'm not like a diehard fan of Lizzo's. You know, I like some of her music. You know, and I I, I like the message that she has around like body positivity and being able to appreciate that you can be beautiful and healthy at pretty much any size, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I, you know, and I can get behind that. You know, I'm I'm I you know I'm, I'm fat. You know, I, I can I can back that up. You know, I can get behind that movement, right? Because I think that people who are overweight also certainly have value. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, my point is that she, she did this and I was within a few hours, there were all of these online uh, criticisms of like, oh, she's disgusting, she's overweight. How dare she try to put this agenda out there around being body positive, you know, and, and not that shaming people, you know, and without fucking fail, Every one of these people was a white man. Cishet, het, straight white men. You know, and so and there's a part of me that's like, I am so sick of straight white men. I just want straight white men just to just disappear from the earth, you know. And I, you know, and I know there are a lot of people out there that, that would back that up as well. People who have also had to deal in the negative with straight white men. Um, anyway, my point is in having that conversation and in talking with um, some of the people around that on both sides. It became very clear that this issue that these men, these people that were so critical of Lizzo and the way that she looked and her, her you know, her views on, on body and all this stuff, that none of that, to balance really had anything to do with her size. That at the end of all of that, it came down to the fact that she is a woman of color in power. Yeah. That's all that really came down to. That was the beef. That was the issue. And so, and I, so I, I, I have a problem, you know, we have all of these different types of isms and ists, right. With the racism and the homophobia and the, the turfs and all these people that are just ugly, awful, horrible people, you know, but at the, you know, before any of that, we we used to still see just this simple issue of misogyny Mm -hmm. and we still live in a world because it's not just our culture. You know, we still live in a world where at the end of the day, people hate women particularly when they have a little bit of power Mm -hmm. you know or they don't fit the the stereotypical idea of what vogue pushes as beautiful Mm -hmm. right and you know and i'm just i'm so tired of that you know and i have a really big problem with anybody in the pagan community who claims to be working with gods in particular you know to be able to come into my shop and tell me why work with freya Or I work with this other kick-ass, powerful goddess, the Morrigan, whoever, I work with these goddesses, and then to turn around and drop some misogynist, woman-hating bullshit, because I've had that happen a couple of times in the store with some straight dude, frat boy douche that comes in that'll make some crack about women, and then he'll go and he'll buy the Freya statue on the shelf, and I'm like, do you think that goddess really honors you? Do you think that goddess really answers to you? She fucking doesn't. Not if those are your views.
0: Get the hell out of my star! Anyway. I just liked it when the spirits get after him. Because without fail... They, these are, they usually They, do. they, they usually do. Because yeah. without fail, these are the, also the people who... Their life is always in shambles. They can't hold down a job. They can't make their <clears throat> payments on any of their things. They're constantly having to do repairs on their cars. And their life is just in shambles. Because they've either pissed off plenty of witches who've sent some nasties at them but more than likely they've offended spirits that are like excuse me you're supposed to be working with me and you're treating me like this hmm all right and then they wreck their lives because because i have seen that i have seen that there's there's a there's a person in particular uh, who I've had interactions with, and they came, they they came in there. Like, oh well, I'm working with the Morgan. She's called to me, and I just kind of sat there, and I was like, uh, r- really? Because you're a, you use women. That's like your M mm. O. That's what you do. And without fail, that spirit got after him, fucked him up and I'm just like the the brain the, the brain is just not there the critical thinking skills just aren't there and that's one of the biggest thing that I think bothers me about like here's the thing I love that witchcraft is becoming so mainstream it's becoming more accepted it's becoming more prevalent and visible in society I'm liking that I'm not liking that Everyone thinks that all they have to do is pick up a candle, say some words, and boom, they're a witch. Yeah. I'm not liking that people come into a store and pick up a couple of crystals and like, I'm a witch now, and it's like, H-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h-h. no, you're not. There's lots of work that goes into this. And a lot of that work isn't just casting spells. It's actually wrestling with some of your own demons. It's wrestling with who you are. Those aspects of yourself that are probably not the best that are unhealthy to you and unhealthy and harmful to those around you particularly the people that you love I I had this conversation with someone the other day in the store they asked well do you believe that anyone can be a witch and I had to pause and I gave them the answer the best I could which was I believe anyone has the capability to practice witchcraft I do not believe that anyone can be a witch Because which to me is a sacred title. It is a sacred title that says, I am here to help the community and those who need help. But that also means that you have helped yourself first. Healer, heal thyself. And it is very important that we understand that. If you can't manifest a raise or a text back, yet you're selling your services online to claim that you can fuck up your client's worst enemies best to check yourself best to check yourself because you're 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 missing the point yeah I would agree I feel like this episode has just
1: become a a big bitch session and I'm feeling kind of badly about that I'll be the first to say, like right now, and to my listeners. I just want to say, like I'm, I'm not really one hundred percent behind this episode. I'm not really liking the way this episode is turning out. We've talked about some important things, but, um, but I'm feeling, just for myself at least, I'm feeling like I've been particularly negative in this episode, and I don't really, I don't really like that. Um, but while I'm on a roll. <laughs> um, I do want to say that one of the other things that I want to kind of talk about a little bit, since we are just kind of rambling, r- you know, rambling and kind of jumping around different things, is I'm I'm really tired of the whole moon water thing. You know, this has become another one of these things, and fortunately, I can see some of the trend, some of the popularity around this kind of dying down now. Thank God. Uh, because over the course of the last year, oh my god, people were going crazy with their moon water, and you know, and I guess I'm just I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm over the moon water thing because, first of all, it's not even really what people think it is. It it doesn't really do what you've been told it does. Um, yeah, I, I just uh, I, I don't know. To me, it it's almost like the moon water thing. Kind of stemmed or or spring from this older idea, I think that we see with more ritualistic processes of aspurging. Right, we see things like um, like kernips in the Hellenistic traditions. Right, mm-hmm. um, we see other kinds of things. We even see within the traditions of the Mediterranean, which I think is one of the places where you see moon water really kind of beginning as a trendy topic or a trendy practice. Anyway, but we see the old stories of the reflection of the moon on Lake Nemi. Mm-hmm. Right, which was supposed to be in a sense kind of like the great mirror that reflected the beauty of the goddess Diana mm-hmm. in the moon, right? You yeah. know, and it was the the water of that lake was supposed to be special in that it would hold the energy and the uh and the the, the appearance that the magic of Diana, right? <clears throat> um you know, and so you see these things that have these older uh you know, legitimate components of, of practice and tradition, and then Now you've got people that are like, I'm going to take this plastic, you know, container that, you know, had who the hell knows what in it before, you know, and I'm going to fill this up with water from my tap, but I'm not trying to sound like an elitist. There's nothing wrong with using a plastic container. I mean, you know, admittedly, you probably shouldn't be using plastic in your spell work, but if that's what you got, you use it, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with the water from your tap, unless maybe you live in Flint, Michigan. Right, um, so you don't. Which want Which is still to... having issues with water. Yes, it is. It's disgusting that we still have people in, in areas of the country like 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 that that cannot be, you know, they they can't even live, you know, really. That's just it. They can't even live, you know. They're 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 so mistreated anyway. But you know, so you're gonna take this this container, you're gonna put it, water out in the moon, you know, and the moon is gonna shine in that water if you're lucky, because a lot of people put water out and the moon doesn't even touch that water, right? The light of the moon is supposed to touch that water. Right? So one thing that happens, people do wrong, right? And then you've got people who then you know they'll put that water out there and then they go to bed, right? Oh, oh, I should before I go there, you should say they just they just do that. They put the water out there under the moon. They don't do anything to call down the energy of the moon. They don't do anything to acknowledge the energy of the moon. They don't do anything to raise any of their own power, right? It's just water sitting outside. It's like, well, shit, I could have done that. I got a bird bath in my backyard that the moon shines on every night. Boy, I guess I've been making moon water for years. The birds must love it, you know? Um, <clears throat> so not only do they do this, though, but then they put their moon water out. And then, they, of course, they go in and they go to bed, right? And then they get up in the morning after the sun has already been up and the sun has hit that moon water it's like that's not moon water anymore the sun hit that water it's not moon water anymore what was the point you know and so so i guess i'm i'm this this to me is another example of these things that catch on that are easy because everybody's always looking for an easy button Mm -hmm. right
0: when there it comes is to no easy, and there, button in no easy
1: button in witchcraft, everybody's always looking for what's easy, and and I'm gonna say there's nothing wrong with easy. I love easy. I wish more things in my life were easy. I wish more shit in my spiritual practice was easy because witchcraft is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. It can be hard work, you know. And you love it, right? Because if you didn't, you wouldn't do it. But that just because you love something doesn't mean it doesn't still wear you the fuck out, right? Why do people have children? You love your kids, but God, they fucking wear you out. They're hard work, right? So anyway, so to me this is just another example of a, a cute and an easy and an aesthetic thing in, that people do they acknowledge and they go this is witchcraft and I'm like no that's you putting a bottle of water outside at night that's all this really is mm-hmm. you know and you can pull that water back in in the morning you know or maybe you're, you'll, you'll set an alarm and you'll get up and you'll collect your water before the sun's light touches it and it will still actually be moon water technically um, but it's not going to do anything that, that water doesn't have any more charge or anything extra than it did before. I assure you. And if anybody listening to the podcast disagrees with that because you make moon water and you get a charge, I can tell you right now, the charge that you're picking up on that water has nothing to do with the fact that you put it outside overnight in the moon. That probably has more to do with the energy that you put into actually preparing that and doing that, and maybe some other sort of ingredient that you may have added to that water. <sighs> anyway so i'm just i'm i'm tired of these kinds of things but moonwater was one that hit my agenda this week because we now have shops in the area and we've had people come into our store you know and i don't want to make this about our store you know we we are part of of a network of a community of stores here and for the most part we all genuinely do try to support each other except for the one store in the area that's run by fucking nazis and white supremacists they can go fuck themselves <clears throat> but the rest of us, we do genuinely, we do try to get along, right? And, you know, but I know that there are a couple of other shops in town now that have moon water stations in them where you can go in and you can either take a little bottle of your own or you can buy a little bottle from them, um, you know, and they'll fill that bottle with moon water, but they're charging you. Like, they're gonna, they're they're, they're asking you, like, it's $10 for a bottle of moon water. And it's like, what? Yeah. You know, that comes with the little bottle. So you get, like, a four-ounce bottle, which, you know, probably cost that shop maybe a dollar, right? You know, and then they're, you're basically, you're filling that with water that they probably, to be honest, just poured out of a plastic gallon into a glass container, you know? And they maybe, they set it in the sill of a window where the moon could hit it overnight, right? And now they're going to charge you $10 for moon water. I'm like, okay, this, this, to me, is another example of how people within our community are taking advantage of spiritual capitalism, and using these kinds of trends exactly to capitalize on the practice of other people, you know. And I don't want to sound like a hypocrite in saying this. I, I run a, a witchcraft shop. We sell things to people to support their practice and their craft. But but I will say to our credit that we do draw a line at things like that. We're not going to try to sell you water. At, at, at a huge markup, you know,
0: that, that we're going to tell you has had moon water mm-hmm. or that has had the charge of the moon in it. That's just, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Well, going back to something that you said about raising your own power and energy and stuff like that, that's something that I find a lot of people in in this practice don't do. You know, we have lots of stuff to help you make your craft easier in our shop. You know, we have spell candles that are already loaded with herbs and oils and all that great stuff. And you still have to add your own zhuzh to them. You still have to add your own power. You still have to write out your own petition, if you're a sigil maker, you still have to do that. Um, you know, I sell conjure oils, but my conjure oils aren't just pretty essential oil blends put together. And you could probably buy the same thing at doTERRA or Young Living. Mine are recipes that I've had for many, 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 many years. Um, some of which have been passed down to me from my family as well as teachers and mentors, and they hold power. And it's not that I just blend those things together and then boom, there it is. There's a process of charging and spelling and raising energy. And something that I have found is and this is going back to the episode we did last week about the witch's voice, there's there's this idea of you just sit and you just hold intention. And hold space. You'll be able to manifest your deepest desires. And that's not witchcraft. That is not witchcraft. That is... New Age Dribble. Would you say that could be a component of witchcraft? That is a component of witchcraft, yes. But it is not witchcraft. So if you are... If you're one of the listeners who does Moon Water and you are dead set. Dead set. No. I have to do Moon Water. Then, you need to know what time that full moon rises and what time that sun sets and is completely out of line. Then you need to know how long that, sun, that moon is going to be up before it is dawn. Sunlight cannot touch that water, which means that you need to set an alarm, get up, wrap that shit in a cloth to make sure that light doesn't touch it, and put it away. On top of that, you want to use a natural container, you need to use glass. Not
1: plastic,
0: not, not, not something, some pretty water bottle that's really thick. Just glass. Get a fucking mason jar for a dime a dozen. Well, you can
1: even reuse jars. Like, I mean, I can't count the number of times over the years where I've taken like a... Oh, God, like a jar that like had maybe like tomato sauce or something in it. Yeah. Like a glass jar. And I've been like, you know what?
0: This, this glass jar is pretty good. I'm going to give it a good rinse. Exactly. And I could repurpose this. Exactly. Yeah. You know, then as you're filling that, and if you're using tap water, cool, awesome, you might want to take some time earlier, fill it up, let it air out, and maybe let some of those other things evaporate out of it. But then what you're going to do is you actually have to pray over it. You actually have to... Say an incantation, and you have to go through a process of raising your own energy and directing it in and speaking out loud across the top of the water so that way it will pick up the charge. Then you don't have to add any pretty herbs or crystals or essential oils or anything like that. That's, that's just making it more complicated. Then you take it, you close that jar up, and then when you go outside, you want to make sure you can catch the visage of the moon in that water. You want to hold that visage for a minute. And then you want to do an evocation to a lunar deity. Not Apollo. Apollo's not a lunar deity. Apollo is a sun deity, no matter, no matter your feelings or emotions on that. He literally rides a chariot of sun. Um, to the, a moon deity that you have a connection with, and then repeat that evocation over and over to bring that energy down then make sure it gets a good few hours of that light and then you wake up wrap it put it underneath your altar or put it in a dark place and then use it that way at that point you've effectively made holy water and that's how that's how you would do it that's the proper way to utilize and capture that energy not just going oh shit I forgot that it's a full moon tonight. Here, I'm throwing my vase water bottle outside. Thanks. That's, that is one, disrespectful. And two, that is a whole level of lazy. And if you don't have the energy to make moon water, cool. Don't make moon water. Don't worry about it.
1: Just don't worry about it, because it's not really doing anything to benefit your practice
0: anyway. Exactly. Particularly if you're not doing it correctly. Because, despite what some people think, there are correct ways to do things. That's true. We, We say that a lot, you know, because we, we... Because
1: of the way that I think we, we tend to get, you know, again, we are the salty witches on this podcast, right? And because we do tend to get very fiery and impassioned about the things that we discuss. Because giving people reliable information is very important to us. We also both r- really dislike a lot of the lies and the, the misinformation that goes on around there. But, but we, we, we have that conversation a lot with people, you know, the whole idea, like, there's no one right way to witch, there's no one right way to do something. And I absolutely I have to get behind that because mm-hmm. I that's I agree with that. There's no one right way. Well, of course. But so. there are better ways. There are proven efficient. ways and more efficient ways exactly. Effective. And, and that's where I see people kind of dropping the ball a lot, you know. And I think it's a lot of it has to do with with, you know, that that phase of I think maybe being new or uncertain about certain things. Right. And I think during that phase, like absolutely during that time, experiment, experiment, make, make all the mistakes you can, because that's really the, one of the best ways to learn. Yes. You know, but if you have someone who approaches you that says, I've noticed that you've been doing this, you know, and it's not that you're in any real trouble here, but, but try this instead, give it, try, try, try this way. You know and then see how it goes and your response is ah, well that's not what I read online you know then what you've done in that moment is you've taken someone who obviously legitimately cared about you and what you were trying to do they tried to help you they know probably know better than you because they've already been through all of that they've learned and you basically have like kicked mud in that person's eye and have said well you know and what that tells me because you and I have both had that interaction right where we've had somebody approach us you know they're like I really want to learn this and we give them information and they come back with that ah, well that doesn't agree with the google article I read you know and it's like okay well if you already had this information and you were so willing to back up what you read on google why the hell did you bother me why are you mm-hmm. wasting my time you know, all you've done now is tell me that you're not really in a position to learn because you've already decided that you have all the answers, and you've disrespected me as a teacher, which isn't really the issue because people disrespect us as teachers yeah, all the time. Really, right? yeah, yeah. That doesn't bother me, but you can be damn sure that if you come back to me again somewhere down the line and ask me a question, I'm not going to be available to give you information because you've you've shown me who you really are.
0: Oh, well, that's happened before. That that has most definitely happened to me. I've had that interaction with people and they've challenged me and pushed back because they didn't like the answer I gave them. So I went, okay, well you go ahead and do it your way.
1: I kind of like the challenge sometimes actually. And maybe that's just me. Like if somebody comes back, I love that because that gives me a chance to better gauge where they're at, you know, and then sometimes oh, yeah. to kind of like, and what I mean by that, I guess is like, it gives me
0: the ability to kind of push a little bit and find mm-hmm. out, okay, where did you learn this? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's, that's most definitely it. Like there's healthy pushback and challenge and I'm here for that. <laughs> But I've had the interaction where someone has been dead set, dead set on doing that, that, that working, utilizing things that make no sense and okay, cool. And they come back and they're like, it was disaster. Help me. And I love go, doing the, are you going to listen this time or are you going to challenge me and fight me every step of the way? <laughs> And, oh no, 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 I'm going to listen. Okay. And then they start challenging me halfway through. I just kind of stop and I go, okay, do do you want my help and do you want it to work or not? Well, I just, I just need the explanation. I've already given you the explanation multiple times, several times over. A really good explanation the first time you came in and opposed this. And... Then, once I get them to figure it out, and they do it, they come back and they're like, it worked so much better. And I'm like, oh, imagine that. Someone who's done this lots and lots and lots and lots and has done this working a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, on a positive note, uh, one of the guests that we've had on before Mm -hmm. Um has finally had their book published and is being released here in the u.s yeah well, I, th- I think the book was
1: technically i think it was available overseas
0: oh yeah it was available, i it was overseas available like in the uk the month like in
1: after. january yeah yeah but it's just been within the month of april that it's finally gone into uh publishing and is available
0: here in yeah now. and so uh this is frankie uh chaotic witch aunt and they have written. A, I, I, personally, from what I read, because I did kind of like thumb through it and read a little bit. Uh, Mike's been reading it first, because um, it is the, fir- the shop's first copy. Oh, this is um, my personal. copy. Oh, this is Mike's personal yeah. copy. Um, I, I did thumb through it, and it, it is seems to be a very good resource for those individuals who are just literally barely starting out. Yeah. Um, and well, and
1: they make that very clear in the book. Like th- this, this book is written in a way, or or they even say, kind of in the introduction of the book, like, this is the book they wish they'd had when they were just getting started, you know, um, and which which I really like, because there are a lot of books out there that, in my personal opinion, just probably should never have been published, because they're so full of crap. Ooh, like, what ones? Really? You're gonna do this to me, huh? Yes. uh, you know i'm not i'm not gonna go there because you know i it doesn't serve any purpose to do that okay for one thing for another thing a lot of the, the issue that i think that i have when we talk about these books that shouldn't have been published and i guess if i'm being if, if, maybe a better way for me to state that is, is it's not that the books never should have been published but that they at the, in the era in which they were published they might have been considered reliable and good information But that certainly is indeed no longer the case, you know. And I guess, and okay, if you want want a name, okay, here's a name, okay. And this is going to probably piss some people off, okay. And I want to be very clear that in the years that they have been writing and sharing information publicly, you can see how their own experience and knowledge has continued to grow and evolve. The things that they are writing now are light years better. Mm Mm-hmm. Than what they were writing originally, okay, and what came out many many years ago. But Silver Ravenwolf, agree. Silver Ravenwolf's first few books were so goddamn fluffy and superficial, and historically inaccurate. Historically inaccurate, and she picked and pulled things. Like, tell me you're a Wiccan, right? When you you appropriate and you pull pieces, little pieces, little pieces, little pieces, and you cobble all that shit together, and you slap a cover on that, and boom, here I'm. Here's a book, and I'm a published author, author right? You know, it's like the, you know. Anyway, so there's 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 one example for you, okay? But again, I do want to say that in the years since, I think that their own practice and their own experience as a witch has also grown or evolved they have grown and evolved because the last couple of things that they put out actually have been worth reading there's been good information in there
0: God, i can't remember the, the last time raven uh, wolf published anything. it's
1: been a couple of years
0: actually i think the last book they published I think the last book she published was uh, actually the witch's hour or the witching hour which is um, basically just an entire book of like formulae
1: yeah you know and then again there's good information in there as far as like reference yeah mm-hmm. but i think the last thing that i saw them do uh they wrote the forward to i believe is it matt aaron's new book that's yes they wrote out? the
0: forward to matt yeah. uh mastering magic book yeah um which i'm super excited to get my hands on because yeah. i love psychic witch mm-hmm. i'm excited to get my hands on spells for change a guide for modern witches by frankie castanea
1: well i'm almost done with it and you can just read my copy
0: um and we are actually going to be doing a live interview Q and A on TikTok on yes. our TikTok, which is at C A T N the letter N C A U L D R O N yes um, on May seventh at one p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Don't message us asking what that is in your time zone. Google's free. there you go. And if you message us asking about that, I will charge you five dollars to answer that question. It is easy to Google. Because you probably had to Google us to find our our email anyway. So um so yeah. So please keep an eye out for that. It's gonna be really great. Frankie well, is, and that will
1: be part of uh of a um kind of a kind of a national tour. Yeah, like a virtual tour that they're doing. Yeah. Well, it's not entirely virtual. I guess apparently like Frankie is gonna be going into some Well, uh, I know they're going into ritual craft because yeah. well it's Colorado. They're local. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but uh, but I, I understand there are a couple of other uh, stops that Frankie will be making. I think that they're going to be going in and, and doing like a live, uh, kind of a meet and greet somewhere in, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, Oregon. Cool. You know, anyway, so yeah, so I, you know, so I just you know, but It'd it would be
0: awesome if Frankie could, come here. Yeah, that'd be oh.
1: awesome. Well, we would like we would like to actually spend yes some some time. That'd well, I mean, awesome. I, I feel silly saying like spending time with them because we've spent time with Frankie. Um, I just it would be nice to kind of do it in the
0: same room. I'd have to take him to Zest because it's an entirely gluten free. This is just so gross. There are such better vegan restaurants in the area. The, it's it's not the vegan; it's the gluten free. Yeah, but there are other restaurants in the area that also are gluten free. I know. Anyway, that's okay. But so, so so I'm super excited, and this is this is kind of near and dear to my heart because uh, Frankie. I, I had no idea who Frankie was until TikTok, um, and then Frankie. and I connected over Italian folk magic and Italian practices? Um, and they took my Awakening the Witch course mm-hmm. and went through that, and I can I can say that in that course it was really great being able to to talk with them and get to know them a little bit better and see how they have grown, and it's really great to 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 see the the product of their beginnings. Yeah. So so keep an eye out for that. It's going to be really really awesome, and I actually think it'd be really cool if we read it and then we kind of did like a book review on it. Um, yeah, we could do that. I'm I'm am right with that. Yeah, and I'm actually looking at a few books on our shelves that I've read that I think I might want to thumb through and reread, and we can discuss some of those as well. I think that would be cool well, if you like. I mean, there are quite a few new books coming out. Oh yes, I
1: think we also could could probably share some some you know some information <laughs> or some uh, opinions on. I think you know um, a lot of the books on the shelf behind me are books that have been around have for been ages. around for okay. a while. Um, so you know, giving people opinions on those is you know I don't know at this point if how that really is going to benefit a whole lot of people or not. But
0: so anyway. yeah, so I think that's really cool. So keep an eye out for that and join us on TikTok May seventh, one p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We'll be going for probably about an hour, ninety minutes. Um, I think Mike is actually going to let me have the reins to that, and I will be doing the interview. Um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. So if Frankie listens to this, I'm super proud of you. Yes. And it's... it's I'm, I'm hoping to see some more good stuff from you. So... Anyway, I think... I think we have an episode. I mean, we rambled a lot. I, a lot. And like I said, I don't know
1: what this episode is necessarily other than just a lot of rambling. But I, I, I'm hopeful that uh, people that listen to us do this each week will find a couple of tidbits of information amongst all of the fetching and, and nastiness and Mike's breakdown with laughing that was hilarious and i i'm gonna have to listen to the first like 10 minutes of this episode just so i can like go back and and revisit that moment because that could not have come together more that that was that could not have happened (laughs) more better than it did i'm
0: gonna let our listeners know that i had to pause and resume the recording no less than five times I couldn't stop laughing. I'm so sorry. You laughed yourself into an asthma attack. I did. I laughed myself into an asthma attack. Anyway,
1: so all right. Okay. Well, thank Mike you. Mike every- is okay
0: for any of anyone who would be concerned about that. Mike thank is okay. you,
1: everyone, for for listening to us once again. Um, n- next week we will have a guest on. Um, we're going to have Joey on the podcast, um, oh. and Joey is going to be discussing the experience uh basically joey is going to be talking with us about the the journey their personal journey but a journey that a lot of people make from uh, leaving like hardcore orthodox christian faith and finding their way into paganism you know, and we've touched upon that topic before, I think earlier in, in the podcast, you know, I think in the first maybe dozen episodes, somewhere in there, we had an episode where we kind of talked about some of those issues that can come up around, you know, leaving religion and embracing paganism, or at least an individual spiritual path, you know, um, but we haven't really, I think, we haven't really dug, dived into that as deeply as we can, and I, I'm very excited to actually get the perspective on that from someone who was like i mean i'm talking like like evangelical born again like this this is someone who thought pagans and witches were evil and going to hell and now they are one
0: well uh, jo- joey is also one of our uh, one of our students who, who has become a friend and so um so it'll be very interesting we'll probably ramble a lot because you're gonna have three neurodivergent individuals going just three yeah you me and joey am i neurodivergent ADD is part of narrative
1: literacy. I don't have ADD. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having ADD. I'm just saying that I don't believe that I have ADD. I'm very focused.
0: Anyway, have a good night, everyone. Thank you. Happy witching.